Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, hello. Welcome to the here and now, to this moment, wherever you are, it's a absolute delight to be with you here again. This is the Brian Pierre Grossi podcast. My name is Brian Pierre Grossi and uh, coming to you from Asheville, North Carolina, United States today. Welcome wherever you are. When you're entering, you can say hello and share where you're joining us from today. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Elena. We're live on Facebook Live. We're live on Instagram Live. We are archived as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We also find us on YouTube. And uh, I'm really having fun doing this. The reason that I keep showing up and doing this because it's fun. And uh, I feel like a lot of you are benefiting from it, from what's being shared, what's opening. And I love the, I love the live aspect. I love the aspect of being live, of coming on live. No um, pre-programming, no editing, just whatever comes through in the moment is absolutely an essential to what's supposed to come through in the moment. So it's an interactive space. And you can uh, ask questions anytime, share reflections anytime. It's been a great week here. Uh, I don't, uh, we've had some great, great episodes. Um, just delving deeper into authenticity, delving deeper into authenticity delving deeper into presence, presence, authenticity, vulnerability, intimacy, presence, authenticity, vulnerability, intimacy. I would say those aspects and those aspects, what we're finding is those aspects are the fundamental aspects of life itself. Those aspects are the fundamental aspects of life itself. Those aspects are what make every other part of your life pop. Those are what make it happen because, because everything is happening right now, right? Everything is happening right now. There's never anything that's not happening right now. So are you awake? Are you alive? Are you attentive? Are you attuned? Are you present? Are you present? Are you present to the moment? Are you vulnerable to the moment? Are you authentic to the moment? Are you alive to the moment? Because what you discover is your primary relationship. Hey, Mike, good to see you on Instagram. Your primary relationship is with this moment, your primary relationship is with this moment. So you may have a relationship with your husband or your wife, your partner, girlfriend, boyfriend, son, daughter, grandpa, grandma, neighbor, boss, worker, 
friend, whatever the relationship is, the relationship is always happening in this moment. So your primary relationship is the relationship in this moment. So if you can be friendly with this moment, if you can have a loving relationship with this moment, then all of your relationships reflects the love and presence that is here in this moment. So building off of what we've been talking about, uh, and by the way, we had an amazing, uh, amazing uh, session in the private group yesterday. So we started off talking about masculine feminine polarity here yesterday, went into the private group and uh, really got into some really powerful, authentic, vulnerable, intimate, present discussions around sexuality and relationships that uh, I really recommend tuning into if you haven't yet. And if you haven't, if you're not a part of our private group yet, I recommend being a part of it. It's a pretty spectacular place and it's definitely worth uh, being a part of. TheBigGlow.com slash online is where you get hooked up there. TheBigGlow.com slash online. Seven day free trial. And for that, you choose your your price range. So building off of that, we're going to get into nonviolent communication. Okay. Nonviolent communication was uh, founded by Marshall Rosenberg and something that's proliferated around the world because it's, it's powerful and it makes a huge difference in people's lives and, and people have discovered a deeper way of communication. And there's so much that I've, uh, been learning, delving into this, this methodology, delving into these teachings around communication. And so I'm going to share with you just a couple of things today that are related, that are kind of a deeper dive in what we've been talking about this week. So I highly recommend exploring uh, nonviolent communication on your own. You can also explore it with me. Um, I work on it with my clients as well. So I'm a good resource and there's other people that are good resources as well. It's, it's, it's not something you just kind of like hear about it for a few seconds and it all clicks in. It's, um, it's a very different way of speaking than um, we're normally accustomed to. But most importantly, what I would say, what I've discovered and realized it's a very different way of listening. And what I've realized is listening is the key, right? So when you first get into something like this, you're like, well, how do I use the words? How do I say it right? How do I, how do I talk? Am I saying the right thing? Am I saying the wrong thing? Am I, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? Then you get into this thing of like, oh, you're doing it wrong. You're saying, you're not, you're not speaking to me in nonviolent communication. You're not speaking to me in a way that's, uh, you know, you're not speaking to me in the right way that's conscious and all this stuff. And then as you go in deeper, you realize it's about exactly what I've been talking about and we've been talking about. It's about listening. It's about listening. It's all about listening. It's all about listening and listening requires being present in the moment. Listening requires being present In this moment, 
right now. So when we're present and we're listening, the question becomes, what are you listening for? So people will be saying a lot of stuff, right? Just talking, 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 all, all kinds of thoughts and ideas and sometimes accusations and blame and um, stories, you know, a lot of stories, stories, all kinds of different stories. And so what are you listening for? You're listening for feeling, need, Primarily, feelings and needs. A couple other things as well. We'll get to that in a moment. But you're listening to the feeling. So what are they feeling? Because you can't have any kind of real communication if you don't feel both parties don't feel like they're being seen and heard. Right? So what is alive right now? Beyond the stories, beyond the ideas of what could happen or couldn't happen, beyond the things... You did this to me five years ago. Well, you did this to me seven years ago. Beyond all of that, what are you feeling right now? What are you feeling right now? Because the other stuff is, let's just say it's debatable, right? We can all agree on that. It's debatable. But what's not debatable is the feeling. The feeling is here and the feeling is now. I recall working with preschool children, one of my one of the many chapters of my life. I was working in a preschool, teacher's assistant, and there was a child, young boy, really worked up, causing a lot of uh, havoc in the classroom. And um, yeah, just really, just really. Um, causing a lot of damage, you know, to the uh, environment, to the overall well-being of the group, right? So I took him aside and he's just really worked up, just really like super tight, you know, and I looked him in the eyes and I said, what are you feeling right now? And he kind of got more quiet and there was like an inner moment of inner reflection. And he said, sad, I'm feeling sad. And he started to cry a little bit. And there was an amazing movement in that moment. This kid that was this, in this violent energy and causing all this havoc and pain in everybody's ass, you know, was really just sad. And the energy was unable to move because we, we, got, we got into the moment, we got present and access what is actually happening. You know, I'm feeling sad. And then there's a feeling of you're listening and compassion really just means being present with the emotion just means being present with the feeling. 
So that created a release and created a connection. He felt like he was seen. He felt like he was seen and he was heard. Someone could actually, someone actually cared to actually ask him what he's feeling, you know? So that created an opening, created a real transformation for him. And um, we want to be able to listen for what someone's feeling, for the emotion that's there. And we want to be able to uh, be present for that and listen for that. Even sometimes it's, sometimes it's really simple. I'm feeling sad. A lot of times people don't even know what they're feeling because we're so disconnected from our feelings. So we, we're being present and we're feeling into what they're feeling in the moment. We're present to what they're feeling in the moment, even if they can't communicate it with words necessarily. Okay. So when you connect with the feeling, there's a connection. Ah, he sees me, you know, he's present with me. She hears me. She cares about me. Remember care, love, all of these elements are just being present. Just being present. So then the next thing is what do you need or what do you want or what do you desire? So the feeling, what do you need? What do you desire? And that could be a whole variety of things, right? But you're listening for that. So if it seems like someone's agitated with you or someone's uh, upset with you or someone's just upset in general or they're, they're um, angry or sad, or of course they could be having, um, they could be happy or they could be joyful or they could be blissful, right? But if someone's feeling angry, upset, there's a need that's not being met. There's a desire that's not being met and the, and the that that's uh, that's what's triggering the emotion. The emotion is telling me I'm, I'm having unmet needs. I'm having desires that aren't being met, that aren't being fulfilled. So what do you need? I have a need for connection. I have a need to feel supported. I have a need to feel seen. I have a need to feel heard. I have a need for uh, shared reality. Or I have a need for autonomy. I have a need for independence. I have a need for freedom, right? We have a variety of needs inside us and some are active at different times and others are not active at different times. So some are more alive at certain times and others are more alive. So you connect with the feeling, connect with the need. So let's say I'm feeling sad. I have a need for connection. So then the strategy, there's a, there's an opportunity to make a strategy or to make a request. Feeling sad. I have a need for connection. I'm wondering if you would, um, if it would feel good to you, if you take a walk with me right now. So that's my request. That's the strategy in the request. 
So you don't you don't go to strategy until you you first connect with the feeling and connect with the need or the desire. I'm feeling sad. I have a need for connection right now. Would it feel good for you to go for a walk with me and, and talk with me? So, and that's a request, which is different than a demand. So request means you're willing to hear the answer no, or you're willing to hear a modification of your request. You only want, you're only wanting someone to do something if it feels aligned, authentic for them. Because this is where we get creative. There's, there's a number of ways to fulfill our needs. We, get, we can get very narrow needs. Oh, I need, the only person that can fulfill my need is you. And the only way you can fill my need is in this particular way. But if that person doesn't feel the same, then we're stuck, right? We're out of luck. I don't actually believe in luck, but it's not possible for it to happen. So we want to be creative, open and creative with the strategy. You want to get in touch with the feeling, get in touch with the need. And then there's possibilities, right? Would it feel good for you to go for a walk with me right now? Well, actually, um, I really appreciate, I'm honored that you've, you know, asked me to go for a walk with you and it would feel good, but I have a meeting in uh, 15 minutes. So I don't have time for a walk right now. How would it feel okay? Would it feel good? Okay, good. Um, if we sat and talked for five minutes together in a place of deep presence. Yes, that would feel good. Thank you for being your So both both parties have their feelings and their needs and their strategies together. So it's a powerful practice. It, it, it absolutely ties into everything that we're, we've been exploring around authenticity and presence and being in the moment. And I think the kind of breakthrough for me, and uh, I don't claim to be a master of nonviolent communication at all, um, I, but I understand the power of the principles behind it, right? So. I understand and the breakthrough that I've understood is where I think where people initially go into it, where it's misunderstood and where I misunderstood it is that it's actually the real power of it is in the listening, not in the talking. Talking is obviously important as well, but when you're talking, you're listening to yourself. So if you're not listening to yourself talk, you're going to say a lot of crazy stuff because you're not present to listening to yourself talk. So being present, listening to yourself talk, like when I'm here, like I'm just talking live, you know, now it's like I gave up the 10 minute things so and now it's like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, however long it is. Right. So I need to be listening to what I'm saying. And then when you are talking to me, that I'm listening to what you're saying and I'm listening for the feelings and the needs. And then there's the observation 
which I didn't touch on yet, which is what can spark a feeling or a need. So when I observed you talking to Sally, I felt sad, have a need for connection. In other words, I see you talking to someone else instead of me. I feel sad. There's a need for connection. So instead of, instead of how could you do that? Like, I can't believe you did that. You do this all the time. You always, you always make me feel like this. You know, you don't care about me. All of this stuff distracts us from what we really want to connect each other on, which is the feelings and the needs. So it removes the sense of blaming another person for what we're feeling or assuming another person is there to fulfill our needs, right? Which is kind of, it's almost like a reporter, like a journalist, like you're just getting to the facts. Like, what do you really know? What do you not know? What's the absolute truth and what is the truth? The truth is, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I need. That's what I know. I don't know really anything else besides that, but what's alive for me right now is this feeling and what's alive for me is this, is this need. Then we can go into strategies to fulfill our needs. Questions, comments, jokes, riddles, stories. He felt validated as well, says, says Michelle. Yes, that's a good way of saying it, felt validated. One other really important thing is you can listen to the way you talk to yourself. So what you start to realize is everything is language. It's really actually amazing to realize everything is language. What, what is, what created this, this, the computer programs that we run, language, right? What is DNA? DNA is language. So everything is in communication with everything and everything is in communication with everything else through some kind of language. So when the, when the communication is, is working, when it's effective, when it's efficient, there's harmony. And when the communication is not working, then there's disharmony, there's disease, right? When my body is in perfect communication with all the other parts of it, when all the parts of my body are in communication with each other, then there's health. When there's not, when there's disease. So how do we talk to ourselves? Right? Are we talking to ourselves in a way that's nonviolent, that's harmonious. It's from a place of compassion that we can really hear ourselves more clearly or is that being clouded with stories of self-blame, guilt, shame, 
self-loathing, name calling, right? When people are calling you names or labeling you, it's only because they're calling themselves names. They're labeling themselves. They're just projecting out to you what they're doing to themselves. Elena has the book for sale in Danish, if anybody wants it, nonviolent communication. Are we listening to what we say to ourselves, says Moni, exactly. Are we listening to what we say to ourselves, which requires what? What does that require? Being present being present in this moment. Being present in this moment requires a high degree of curiosity. Because if you think you already know what's going to happen or what is happening or what has happened, then you lose this level of presence. So presence is deeply intertwined with curiosity. Present without expectation. Good question, Kara. So as I was saying, when you're present, you can notice and you will notice a need or a desire that's present. So I would not call it an expectation, but it doesn't mean that you're just in a space that's absent of any desire or need either. That's where a lot of the spiritual, the spiritual, what shall we call them? People on the spiritual path. That's what we'll call them. People on the spiritual path get um, confused. So when you're present, like I'm, I'm present right now, right? And they can be really basic needs or desires. Like I'm noticing I'm, I'm hungry, right? There's a desire, there's a need to eat soon. Not exactly in this moment, but there's a, there's a, it's kind of, subtly building, right? And that's a great example because when needs or desires are ignored or repressed or suppressed, that's when they come out in this explosive, sometimes violent way. Um, so if there's, a, if there's a need for hunger or there's a need for food, there's a, there's a feeling of hunger, then if that's addressed, then the need is fulfilled. But if it's repressed and suppressed, then the, 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 hunger, the hunger grows stronger and stronger, and then there can be secondary complications from that, right, on a whole number of levels. So when we're present, it's actually to notice our desires, 
notice our needs and not to suppress them or repress them, but to honor them. So this idea that if you're a spiritual person, you, you repress your desires, ridiculous, totally ridiculous. If you're a spiritual person, you are honoring your desires. Or if you're just a human being that's connected, if you're a human being that is living in harmony with yourself and the world around you, you honor your desires, you honor your needs, and you communicate them as articulately as you can without expectation or demand. Does that make sense, Kara and everybody else? So if you want a private session with me, the easiest way to do it, the easiest way to do it is, uh, particularly those of you on Instagram, just send me a direct message and we'll set that up. I'm calling them the authenticity sessions, the authenticity sessions. And if you're on Facebook, there's a link, click on that, schedule, make payments, make it happen, really invest in yourself. I really want you to know that you're worth it. You know, you're worth it. The greatest investment, as you start to go on this path, you start to realize that the greatest investment you can make without exception is in yourself. That's certainly been the case for me because when you make the investment in yourself, then everything else you do, you're bringing yourself to it. So the better human being you become, then the better everything else comes that you bring yourself, yourself to. So I encourage you to invest in yourself. Um, the private group that I mentioned, which had that epic session yesterday, is uh, thebigglow.com slash online. And any questions you have uh, for me, I'm happy to support you. Just send me a private message, or you can send it in the public space in the comments here, if that feels good for you. Have a beautiful rest of your day. May you have uh, loving, compassionate communication with yourself and others. And may all your desires, wants, needs, and dreams be realized as I know 